the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. I want to invite you to be an investor of Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. Keep growing in other cities to grow in magazines or other media. We would love to see you on ltkradio.com and become a one-time investor. See you there. Stay tuned for today's Kingdom Topic. Here's Olivia with today's message. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom. My name is Olivia Barrett, and I am your host for this great show where we get a chance to talk about kingdom things that are happening in your everyday, ways you're connecting to scripture and listening for God's perspective. I just love we are seeing some of these next things happen. Um, This last week has been the shift, like if you want to call it that, it has been um, the shifting of schedules, you know, into focusing what is now probably the new norm. And this is a place of, you know, people are still coming to Asbury, um, but it is not in the thousands and thousands and thousands that it was. Like, it's like the group that's coming now are the people who are finally getting to Asbury. You know, they've had um, maybe a long commute or there's been um, some scheduling in the way. And the people that are coming, they're still coming. They're coming to Asbury. They get a chance to still be in the overflow. But, you know, what we've seen in the shift is that the focus is turning to the Gen Z. They are getting a chance to have sessions in the main auditorium at night without, you know, parents, without um, a lot of other adults. They're in there and it's just them. And, you know, there are students from all over the country. I mean, I have met students from Indiana. Um, I've met students from Mississippi. I've met students from Alabama, from New York. Um, It's really been all over. I mean, I guess a lot from Indiana when I think about it. And, you know, Uh, there really is a blessing on this shift. And so I thought it would be good that we would talk about this a little bit too. You know, um, the shift was hard to come for me. And it's not because I don't want this to grow, but it's because I was um, maybe living in a limited place. But it was this concern, you know, if, if people were catching the right DNA. And you know, I've I've prayed a lot about DNA before, you know, how something matters, I think really matters to God, you know, how it gets started, um, what's behind it, you know, what's in the background, you know, what is the fuel of something. And these things, are, I mean, they really matter to me. I mean, I've talked to God a lot about, you know, how things start and then, you know, how things like get rejuvenated, you know, kind of in the middle of things. But You know, I was concerned about the DNA and, you know, God and I kind of went on a journey about this. This was a conversation I really needed to hear from him. But um, this was, I mean, you know, they had changed, um, you know, updates and schedules, you know, pretty quickly every day because of how many people were coming. And 
you know, when it came time to really say, hey, there is a shift here that we need to do. You know, we've actually um, reached capacity in the city. So Wilmore, Kentucky is a very tiny town, uh, but they've reached capacity. There was no parking anywhere. And um, I guess like some of the infrastructure, you know, just wasn't at a place to care for that many people coming through. Um, I know that this will probably be a confirmed number later, but um, actually one of the professors was talking about that, uh, that a number that they have been looking at was 150,000 visitors during the last two weeks. I mean, that is enormous. I think Wilmore has 6,000 people in it right now, and that includes the students of Asbury. So this is a super tiny place. And, you know, it was really coming to a point of where something had to shift. Like God was letting them know tangibly, hey, uh, you know, we've kind of gone to a place of capacity. And I have really loved seeing, you know, people recognizing that, you know, wouldn't this be so cool that that revival has reached capacity, meaning, you know, what uh, they, you know, thought they could, you know, keep creating, uh, there's no other space in that city. And so because of that, then it has to go further. It has to keep going. And, you know, I love that. I mean, that makes me very happy. It's exactly what I wanted to see. But I was really just asking God, God, I'm concerned. Like, I'm concerned that um, this is going to slow down instead of speed up because of the way that we were going to have to shift. And, you know, God was good. I mean, he was really good to me. He took me into some songs that, you know, reminded me that he is working in the background, you know, even when I don't know it. Um, you know, he was telling me and reminding me that he just loves me and he, you know, he's jealous for me. And it was so great. Like, it was so great to be you know, in these moments with him, but it took me hours and hours and hours, you know, of really digging in and listening. And um, I, I love this picture and it's come to me before, but like pounding the ground, you know, like you're just, you're walking and you're asking and you're truly seeking an answer. And I mean, that's exactly where I was, you know, when we heard that there was going to be a shift to schedule. And, you know, it was really a moment of God reminding me that, Revival is meant to go further. You know, you can have these moments for sure that connect, <laughs> that connect people, you know, to God's heart, or you can have like these conversations that connect people to, you know, the grace that we need. I mean, you really can have these bigger moments for sure, but something that's a revival, you know, an awakening, it, it's really meant to create something bigger than what can be contained. And so, you know, it really is a picture, even tangibly, like it got too big. Like it, it got so big, it couldn't even be contained. It couldn't be contained in Wilmore. I mean, obviously it couldn't be contained in Asbury. I mean, they had gone into, I think, six buildings um, by the time um, they needed to make the shift of schedule. And the entire front lawn was just people after people. I mean, they were on the grass. They were literally, you know, surrounding the campus with lines. I mean, all the way up and down the sidewalks, you know, cars are parked absolutely everywhere to experience this move of God. And, you know, 
it was just so breathtaking, you know, to see this many people. I mean, there were people from all over the place. They were spending money. They were taking vacation time. You know, they really had just said, I'll see you later and just dropped what they were doing and loaded up the car and came. I mean, the stories are so amazing and heartfelt and um, eager. I mean, people were just excited to sacrifice in this way. And you're seeing this everywhere. Like you're seeing this uh, in every single person that was there because every single person that was there had to sacrifice on some level, you know, because the, the meeting of revival was not exactly around their work schedule or around their kids schedule or around when they were getting that big bonus. You know, I mean, everyone had to sacrifice on some level. And so you're seeing this, you know, and I remember just walking around campus. I actually had walked through there were these tents and they were kind of like checkpoints, you know? Um, and I don't know if it was like for, um, just making sure people could get out of the rain or if it was like just, you know, making sure that people felt like they were still going in the right direction, however it was. But there were these tents that were kind of, you know, spread out throughout the campus there and you would get in line. And then once you came off the sidewalk, you know, you would actually go in this line where these tents were. And I walked that, I walked that area and just prayed and um, I got to watch, you know, some of the revival that night out on a screen outside. And it was pretty cold that night, you know, but people were still out there. And I'm just like, God, I need you to talk to me. And and he did. I got a chance to go into one of the overflow chapels that night and uh, was met by him in a significant way. I mean, he walked me through these amazing places of history uh, that Asbury has been in with other evangelists that, you know, are a big part of Asbury's history. You know, the fact that there is um, a team of people around the president and he is, you know, seeking them for wisdom and prayer and next steps, you know. And then I got to see these giants of faith that, you know, Asbury believed in and they have these, you know, statements on the wall and these quotes and I mean, I was really stunned to see, um, it's kind of like God giving me a glimpse of maybe why he picked this location. You know, there were a lot of people who, um, oh gosh, this is such a good story, you know, that knew that God had asked them to pray, you know, for this area, <laughs> for Asbury and for Wilmore, you know, but for me, I actually had not been called to pray for Wilmore. I mean, I've been asked to pray for revival. I mean, my family has prayed for revival for generations, you know, that we would see something like this in our lifetime. This feels huge. But, you know, for me, I'm standing there. I'm, I'm asking God, I'm seeking him for this shift. And he points me to the DNA of Asbury and the fact that they want the gospel to go out. They want it to be where they experience something and they're sending people out. And I saw this big, you know, map. Like I got to see it for a little bit, but um, it was really beautiful and it was made of wood and, you know, it had all the continents and, 
you know, basically they just said they wanted the gospel of Jesus Christ to go to every nation. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, of course, like, of course, this is what God wants. Like, of course, he would welcome this movement, but it it can't stay here. Even though I'm a little worried and concerned, that's me, right? Like, that's me in a limited place that I need God to speak to. You know, so he did and he did and it was great. And I went home. I was still kind of sad, but I was really in a place of, you know, hearing him and hearing his thoughts and, you know, what his desires are when it comes to these next places. And I got a chance to um, watch the sermon that was in the chapel service that then just kept, you know, going. And so I was watching that and really soaking it in. And it was about you know, love and letting love be uh, what changes us, you know, that it really is love that would revive us. And I just was really uh, blown away how important that was that night, just letting God minister to me. But remind me, you know, for whatever concern I have, like it matters to God, like it matters to him that I you know, came to him in my concern, you know, and what it matters that we are recognizing that God is moving, like God is doing what we've asked him to do. Like we want revival in our nation. We want to see the kingdom alive in a tangible way where it is not um, deniable anymore that God is doing something special, right? Like we want this. We've been asking for this. And he is doing this in a way that none of us had expected. I think there's a couple of people maybe who have been praying for this, you know, for a really long time, but they're even like blown away that it's come this way, that God would do it like this, you know, but it really is a place of, hey, hey, there was a beautiful time of worship that has affected the nations. I mean, literally, I met people from all over the world. I was reading about people coming from, you know, Uganda and there were people from Venice and there were people um, from Mexico and Canada. And I mean, there were people from Australia. Um, I mean, those are just the people that I had met. There were so many people from all over the place that needed to come and experience what this pure worship looked like. Like, what did it look like? How different is it than, you know, maybe we worship now? And you're seeing this and you're seeing these people almost like in it, experiencing it, recognizing that three hours had passed and it felt like 15 minutes. And they are just wowed. They are awed by this simplicity of just praising Jesus. Like, being clean in front of him and repenting and and really being like hugged and welcomed and cheered on uh, because of their repentant heart. And I'm, I mean, even now, like I think about it, like getting a little emotional of how God did this and what he keeps doing. And so, you know, right now, I mean, it's been, you know, so what, th- Wednesday or Thursday is going to be 14 days, right? And it heads into their collegiate day of prayer. Well, you know, this was decided a long time ago that it was going to be at Asbury. So you guys can be praying for Asbury. You know, that is going to be happening here this week. But, you know, what it means that 
All of this is happening on purpose. You know, God is using this generation in a significant way because the collegiate day of prayer is around the college students. It's around the high school students. It's reminding them that they really matter in a time where there are not a lot of answers. You know, there's not a lot of answers if they have questions about you know, being transgender or, you know, same-sex attraction, you know, what it means that they're an addict at a very young age and they don't have a lot of places to turn. And these are conversations they want to have. And here they are. They're finally having them. They're having them in a moment where, you know, typically they'd be afraid that people would judge them or that they would call them, um, you know, somebody who doesn't look like Jesus because they've got all these things going on and they're just calling out to Jesus. They're like, I'm actually not that concerned if you're okay, then I'm doing this. <laughs> like, and it's not in a, in a rebellious way. It's in a very gentle way. Friends, it is the middle of the show and I wanted to let you know something new that is going on here for Let's Talk Kingdom. Today, I want to focus on mini courses and what God is doing there in that environment where you can learn about his voice and how it sounds and and how unique it is to you and what are the things he's doing around you that are confirming direction. So join us for this mini course at ltkradio.com and click on mini courses. We will see you there exciting for the new things that are happening here on Let's Talk Kingdom. Now, let's get back to the show. They're like, I'm actually not that concerned if you're okay, then I'm doing this. Like, and it's not in a, in a rebellious way. It's in a very gentle way. It's in a place of, I'm not looking at the crowd. I'm looking at Jesus. And that's literally the posture. And so I want that to be like the posture that we keep seeing. Um, I know that, you know, I have no control over what God is doing and this amazing movement. And now the next stage, you know, people who have experienced this and now they need to translate it into their own lives, into their own homes, you know, into their own cities, into their own ministries. Like, you know, I know that it's going to translate and look different probably everywhere. You know, there was uh, a family actually who owns a coffee shop and God was leading them during the revival to close the actual coffee bar for, I think it was like four hours a day or something. And they were uh, putting up signs that said, need prayer come. And they were letting people come into their coffee shop to pray, to worship, to speak to God on the actual business hours, you know, I mean, that's pretty amazing, you know, but that is exactly how it translated for those business owners. You know, there's going to be people who um, need a little bit, you know, larger experience, you know, when it comes to maybe the music or when it comes to uh, testimony or, you know, how things are um, manifesting. And you're going to see that. You're going to see it being translated in that way too. You know, I've actually watched um, some of the people in other countries um, show baptism as how they are wanting to uh, show revival, you know, and what God is doing and the confession that is happening, you know, right before baptism. I mean, Listen, there are things that are happening that are out of our control, but all of it is pointing to the same thing. It's all pointing to the fact that 
these um, teenagers and these young adults are, are saying to the world, you know, we don't have to agree with this anymore. We don't have to agree with what is being sent to us as the message of how things have to go. Like we really can just say, God, it's you. We have to worship you. We have to ask you to, to come in and change this. We're going to intercede, you know, for our friends and for people who, you know, are really not um, knowing that they have a voice for themselves yet and they're ready to do it. And it's really a beautiful movement. And so um, I really wanted to share this with you that the shift is something that is meant to happen. Um, it's not the easiest thing to embrace because of how good this has been. But I have to say that we want this to happen. We want people to experience this kind of a movement of freedom and ability and simplicity to reach the ends of the earth. I mean, like we want it to go everywhere. We want it to go into your home. We want it to go to your city, your state. We want it to go into a nation that has never experienced this before. I mean, I believe there are still nations that have not heard the gospel, but to think that this could be something that just it catches on. It's simple. It's something that we all experience. You know, we are all in moments of need when it comes to, you know, where we need to repent and what we've experienced there. And it's a free place now. It's a place of of confession and worship. And so let it be like, let it be exactly that, that we are shifting into the next stage of revival and it's here, like it's here in your state. Um, look for it. Go on social media, maybe contact some of your churches. You know, really, I mean, you could start looking at your campuses, you know, look at your high schools, look at your colleges, look at your universities, see what is happening there and then join them, you know, be a part of what is happening locally. Um, God is on the move. I really think that this has just begun and I want to bless you with that. So here, let me pray for us. Uh, God, thank you for choosing this time. Like, thank you that it is not beyond you what um, we have been facing, but then what the Generation Z has said no longer, like, no longer is this going to mark us. Like, no longer is this going to be what we're known for. We're not going to be known for all these addictions. We're not going to be known for all these questions around our gender and all these different things that they're facing in addiction. Like, it's just not going to be who they are anymore. And God, we just receive this from you. Like, we receive what you're doing we receive what it means um, and the blessing that is here that that people want to turn to you they want to experience you and they want um, it to happen like <laughs> in a pretty massive way I mean the hunger is amazing and so God thank you um, that you're choosing now and that we are here and would we be people that embrace this change that embrace this shift that it doesn't have to be just a will more it's exactly where it started um, but it is moving out and would it move out with waves of power and strength would it be uh, a place of simplicity would we come to you with our need and our weakness and would we recognize that by worshiping you you heal us you connect us to um where you are strong and how 
uh, your love is stronger than any of those things that that we are facing or have been through. The way you are calling people forward, um, God, just keep doing this. We are excited and we are ready. So keep getting us ready. We ask for the equipping. Uh, we ask for the yeses. We ask for uh, the flexibility and schedule and just the abundance of finances in order for people to keep saying yes. We just pray that uh, you bless us, that you bless um, your people. And it's just, it's literally a move of God that, that no one can deny. Like no one can deny what it is that you're doing. And thank you for picking us. Thank you for Okay, friends, I wanted to give you a taste and a reminder of what it was like at Asbury during Revival. Would you enjoy this amazing song? Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We want you connected to kingdom topics that move and shape your week. Catch the show replays on our website, ltkradio.com. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Kingdom. What a joy to talk about risking on God's voice and the power that you have inside. You are welcome to come and visit us on our website at ltkradio.com. Thanks so much for joining me today. I will see you soon. Thanks again for connecting to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We will see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.